This is a wild conversation. Hi, my name is Callum. I'm a zookeeper here at the Greater Vancouver Zoo. And I'm Ashley Wysick, also a zookeeper here at the Greater Vancouver Zoo. And today on a wild conversation, we're going to be talking about animal vocalizations. <laughs> there we go. I was actually <laughs> just about to ask you if you have any animal vocalization impressions that you're proud of. I just I just scream like a peacock all the time. You, you know that. You got any others that you want to share oh, with us? Oh gosh, animal? No. The only thing I can do is Pikachu. No tiger chuffs? Oh, well, I mean, I don't know. When, I, when I'm when i in front of Hannah, I literally will come up to her and just go, oof. Like, up into her. Yeah, okay. You know what? That's pretty good. <laughs> I'm. That's actually really good. That's how she sounds like, so I do it right back. I'm a mimicker. So if the animals <laughs> make a noise at me, I make a noise back. I'm the parrot. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, if you get it right, that's something pretty uh, impressive. My favorite noise, actually, here at the zoo is Boomer. When he sees me, when he knows it's feeding time, he mm. does this really cute little, like, <laughs> it's the weirdest noise to hear out of a lion, but he comes running up going, hoo, hoo. and I'm just like, oh my gosh, you're so cute. You're such a weirdo. <laughs> Think a noise I'm proud of, right? Okay. All right. Okay. Howl a monkey. All right. <laughs> it's like a. <laughs> By the way, just, just for anyone out there, that is not an appropriate response to if you have any skills that you'd like to share at a job interview. Or if you're sat next to someone on an airplane. Oh my gosh, you want to hear my howler monkey? <laughs> oh my god. I'm not allowed to do that at home because I'm the crying. dog goes crazy when it hears Does that. He? <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. I'm sorry, I'm crying. No, I'm pretty sure you also just like made me snort. <laughs> that was I, not a part of the howler monkey that impression. That was me. I can only do that once because howler monkeys have like a special throat pouch to make that noise. Oh yeah. I have to use my stomach. And then so, you injure yourself. So if I keep doing that, I start to feel bloated you're, and sick. You're going to throw up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we don't need that. That's done. You're done. All right. All right. No more howler monkeys. I mean, there's the red howler monkey, but I'm not yeah, going to go there. So one of the other really cool noise, I cannot mimic it though, is lemurs. Have you ever heard a lemur alarm call? No. They do this like high put, high pitched, low, like really quick whooping. It's the weirdest noise. Like I remember when I was here years ago when I first started, they were whooping at a um. Oh gosh, what was it? I think it was the first time a. No, it was a beaver. A beaver came through the zoo and it went through their pond and they all started like this little whooping and I was like, what the heck is that? Wow. Such a cool noise. Google it. I'm I'm not even gonna try. I'm gonna I have to, to try. try. <laughs> That, You're not going to convince me to try. That's 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 totally fair. And, I mean, it's it's definitely something to talk about. This might be a little bit similar to what we were talking about when we did Animal Communications, that mm -hmm. podcast episode. Yeah. But vocalizations used by animals can convey messages to yeah. members of the same species or other individuals about their intentions or that they've detected uh, for threats, for example. Um, that can or be helpful. Or that they're, they're very attractive and very available. Yeah. <laughs> the one that I find the most interesting with that okay. is mountain lions. Cougars. Yeah. Yes. No, Rosie will do that when she when she's in heat and she starts doing her, like, wail. Oh, my gosh. It's one of the most interesting noises I've ever heard. She'll just be, like, laying down, minding her own business, and all of a sudden she'll just be like, hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> just throw one out there, and then she goes about her day. Oh, if you ever want to hear something that that's just, it's haunting because like if you're outside camping and you just happen to be within earshot of a female cougar when she's in heat, 
Like it's oh. actually kind of scary. You'll like go, the screaming, the wailing noises. If you go on YouTube or Google, you can hear that. You can hear the vocalizations. That's, an, that's another one I refuse to try <laughs> to do. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm not a believer in Bigfoot, but if you were in Bigfoot country, you would think, "Oh my God, he got something." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And oh my gosh. That's actually such a useful skill for a big cat because, especially a solitary big cat, because they've got large territories that defend, which means any available mates could be miles and miles away. It's very true. So you have to find a way to communicate to another individual that you are interested in meeting up. Yeah, especially when you don't have Tinder. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> If you didn't have Tinder, you just have to open your window and (laughs) scream for hours and days until someone comes to your door and is like, would you like to go out for dinner? Oh my gosh. I'd be scared to open my door. Like, I don't know who's on the other side of this. (laughs) Oh man. But it can also be the opposite. It could be an example of stay away. This is my turf. Like, the lions. Yeah, so lions are actually really cool with that because they're one of the few big cats that actually do actively live in groups. Like, Mm. yes, cheetahs will form coalitions sometimes when they're young, like male bands, and you will find siblings, cats will sometimes stick together a little longer before they part. Mm. But, like, lions actually actively need to keep track of where they are, right? And so it's really cool when they start yelling you know, when they start doing that big booming. Yeah. Usually, and it's usually when Boomer is on the other side of the enclosure, he's like, where did everyone go? <laughs> I need me some cuddles. <laughs> and and it's a good deterrent. I, I hear that, like, um, other individuals are able to hear the vocalizations and actually determine the health and the mm-hmm. number of individuals they're listening to. And so it can be like a weigh up your options. If you are a, a group of a coalition of male lions looking for a territory to take over, yeah, you're listening in and figuring out how strong are these guys? How <laughs> in shape are they? How old are they? Like, hey, hey, that guy, that guy sounds kind of lame. <laughs> yeah. We probably take him. <laughs> yeah, we got this. Oh, I don't know if this is true. This is 100% just like theory for me. But okay. I don't know if you've ever heard it when male ostriches do their mating call. I actually haven't heard it yet. Yeah, Reggie sounds so weird. They do like this weird guttural, like, ooh, 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 and it sounds just like a lion. Mm. It's like, but it's, the pitches are different. So if you, if it sounds like Boomer's like, I don't know, standing up straight, like, and being very proper about his yelling, it's probably the <laughs> ostrich. It's so weird. And I wonder if they make it sound like a lion call on purpose, mm. you know, because they are a prey animal. I actually really want to look. I need to look into that now. I literally just thought of that right now. That is interesting. I'm going to have to Google that. But yeah, they they make a mating call as well. They make this big kind of like booming noise. And it sounds just like a lion. My favorite thing, though, with ostriches, I know it's not a vocalization, though, is when they dance. Oh, yeah? Have you seen Reggie's dance? <laughs> I've he seen gets down dance. and he like uses his wings like, look at how seductive I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's quite a lot of fluttering with the feathers. Yeah, waving. I, I should say waving. I get really excited when I hear him start to do the booming because then I know that when we walk by, he's going to do his little dance. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I definitely got to talk about alarm calls. 
right? Because yes. those are really, really interesting, like a way to warn other individuals that there's danger in the area, especially or, if you have individuals or, that are related to you. Or a beaver in your pond. Or a beaver in your <laughs> pond, as you stated, the lemurs. <laughs> and one primate I definitely want to talk about that's been really studied for this is vervet monkeys. Vervet monkeys. Okay. Um, so... There's been some work into it, and there's been uh, suggestions that they actually have words for different predators. Oh, um, that's really cool. Like, a different alarm calls, because if you see that predator, you need to act differently. It's not just danger, danger, danger. It's like, danger, I see this. Exactly. You know? So, yeah, so some of them you might want to go a certain way. Some of them you might want to sit still kind of thing. Exactly. Oh, that's really cool. So, uh... Leopards for it. So if they see a leopard, they make an alarm call and the response is get up in the trees Get as high up in the trees as possible on the tips of the branches that can't support the leopard hmm. um, If it's an eagle, it's the opposite. You don't <laughs> no want to be at the no top kidding. of the branches so. Could you imagine if it was like an eagle and everyone goes right to the top? Well, that was that was not productive. Yeah Security guards getting fired for that one. <laughs> I got my words mixed up. Okay. <laughs> Uh, you can't be a, a dyslexic monkey, I guess. Oh, poor guys. <laughs> um, and if it's a snake, they basically, if they're on the ground, they stand up on their two legs and they kind of scan around so they're not running into the snake because they've got poisonous snakes like the boomslang, the Ooh. black mamba, the spitting cobra. That and, is really cool, though. Yeah. That they actually have different behaviors depending on which predator it is. So... Ashley. Oh, I get you. Um, yes. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot. No. <laughs> Don't worry. It's, this is it's a, pun, a good isn't spot. It? There's going to be a pun. It's, there's no pun, actually. This is a uh, surprise uh, pop a quiz, pun. Ashley. I don't like this. Hold on. I'm loading something. Oh, God. Oh, man. Yeah, it's coming. <laughs> I'm already crying. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to put you in a hypothetical situation. I don't like this. You are a vervet monkey. Right? I'm not making noises. <laughs> uh, no, you're not making any noises. Okay, 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 okay. Um, I'm just going to need this to load up. You are a vervet monkey, and you hear this alarm call. <laughs> That's an amazing noise. And... You need to come up with the appropriate response. I... Hold on, I'm going to make this oh dramatic. Gosh. And you have two options. Oh my gosh. A, it's a leopard, and you need to get to the top of the branches. <laughs> B, it's an eagle, and you need to get into the bushes. Oh or C, it's a snake, and you should stand upright. Which do you choose, actually? <laughs> oh my god! Your troop is counting on you, Ashley. Oh. I'm going to go with C. See? I don't know. Is that your final answer? I don't like this game. <laughs> I'm just going to go see. It is B. That Gosh, was an eagle. Yeah. I'm dead. <laughs> Actually, I would be fine because I'd probably be on the ground looking for a snake. So True. Take that. True. So you probably wouldn't have been in the reach. <laughs> okay. But here's the thing, though. It okay. was suggested that they uh, have specific words for specific predators. Yeah. But it might not be that case. They have actually found that they use the same alarm call for leopards when two males are fighting each other, or even when they're engaging with a female, for example. Oh, interesting. Um, so it's interesting because it might just be a vocalization connected to certain emotions. Oh, okay. So more research is going to be needed to prove whether or not they actually have specific words. Maybe these 
vocalizations yeah. are connected to certain gestures They, or yeah. positions or um, certain individuals have to make that noise. It's also interesting because maybe it's less that there's an unword for each predator so much as a word for get up or get down, you know? Yeah. So we never know. And really. the call for leopard can apply to any terrestrial predator. So yeah. lions or any, even a herbivore that might be dangerous. Yeah. Or maybe if a beaver shows up. Just get up, <laughs> get beaver. Up <laughs> as soon as you can. The problem with beavers is they'll take the tree down, man. Oh, man. That, yeah, that, whoa. That's a game changer. <laughs> That's a game. Now what do we do? <laughs> no invasive beaver species uh no invasive beavers to africa please the vervet monkeys would be really messed up for that They're, one they have no word for it what would they do <laughs> and it's not just vocal it's not even just talking with other individuals it can actually be your way of getting around right like echolocation oh yeah Very which true. is pretty interesting with bats and stuff like that bats and dolphins mm -hmm. or some of the uh, of the marine mammals like whales course, for example of course you bring this back to the marine life <laughs> every single time I'm, I'm not bringing up fish yeah that's These right. are you just did the okay <laughs> i mean <laughs> but yeah no echolocation is super fascinating when you really get to yeah. learn about it and you notice animals that live in more dark environments or less visibility have their eyes start to um shrink or they rely more on that on or that they're gone altogether Exactly. Or they have that, what is it called, the the third eye. I can't remember the like scientific term for it, where it's like a light detecting Oh, I know organ. what you're talking about. Yeah, because yeah. they really just want to know, you know, if something's above them. Mm. You know, they don't necessarily need to know a lot about what's going on up there. Yeah, it could be a good way to spot predators that are above you, or it might be a way to detect the sunlight levels, for example. Yes. Um, it can really help out. I think the Tuatara in um, New Zealand has that ability. Oh, really? Yeah. That's it's, really cool. it's quite a prehistoric reptile, and I think it's a protected species there. Um, quite vulnerable to extinction, actually. Oh, poor guy. Yeah. Heckin' extinction. <laughs> Ruins and the party. Some animals can actually play around with their vocalizations, too. Oh, yeah? So, like, I learned um, at university that some frogs um, will... Because you know how frogs, when they lay eggs, if the water's warmer, they develop faster, right? Okay. Yeah. But what if I told you bigger frogs actually choose to attract mates in colder water, where the water's deeper and colder? And the hmm. reason being is because colder water makes their voices lower. Oh, so they're it's... more impressive. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. I mean, it's like you laugh at me when I talk to Sakura with a low voice. You know, it's, it's not like... even, you're like, hi, Sakura. Hi, little baby. And well, I can't be I just think, like... I think the first time you ever came into the cat house, you tried to talk to Boomer like that. And I was like... You're just he's you're just gonna make him mad. <laughs> he's not gonna take he's not gonna take that. It's how I talk. You talk you talk to him with respect. That's how you talk to Boomer. I think that's pretty respectful. <laughs> Keeping my voice low, avoiding <laughs> eye contact, all that stuff. You're like, it's okay. I'm so sorry. You are king. <laughs> oh man. And uh, yeah, no, I, I literally I could not get over it when I first worked with you with the red pandas. I did not know that your voice got that high pitched. Oh, man. It was amazing. <laughs> well, I had no idea that, uh, yeah, that that I was doing it until you brought it up. It's uh, I didn't realize it was that bad. It was pretty amazing, not going to lie. Highlight mm -hmm. of my career. Well, one last thing I thought was really cool that I learned. Okay. And this is something, again, that hasn't kind of been scientifically proven. But have you ever thought about animals that lie? 
The lie. L- lie. Oh my gosh. I've heard an example of this. Continue. <laughs> sure thing. If you remember it, bring it up. No, the one with the meerkats. I can't remember. Oh, that was the um, yeah. vocalization done by the... Oh, it's, I mentioned it in Tricksters. Yes. And it was a type of bird that basically imitates the alarm call. Yeah, and sometimes um, they would do it just to steal from the other meerkats when they have a good, good exactly. food. Yes, that's so interesting. Yeah, so lying, like it happens in the animal kingdom, not just with us. But sometimes it's in, it's not just one species taking advantage of another one. Okay. So I've heard that hyenas mm. will actually lie to other hyenas. Oh. Um, so you know that giggling kind of laugh noise they make? Yeah. That's actually a stress response. Yes. Right, they do it when they're being chased or by a more dominant individual or even a larger predator. Yeah, honestly, when I'm being chased, I'm Sometimes it makes me laugh too. <laughs> My God. <laughs> See, stop laughing. You're, you're freaking me out right now. What are you being chased by? <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. Um, <laughs> but basically what they'll do is they'll, if a lower ranked individual finds food, it will giggle even though there's no fret around or make that vocalization. Oh, to kind of keep everyone else away. Exactly. Oh, that's so interesting. So everyone's like, oh, heck, yeah. got to get out of here. I even heard that more dominant individuals, if they're with a lesser individual, will walk straight to a food source that they know is there. But if it's a uh, less dominant individual or it's lower ranked, it will walk in the opposite direction, leading the other one away and then come back later for the food. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. That isn't related to vocalizations, but I think the making a noise that there's danger nearby to keep your food safe. Let's be real, Cal. When have we ever stayed on topic the whole time? <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> you go left, you go right, you try and center it as much as possible. All of a sudden you're doing a loop-de-loop and you don't know where you are. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's yeah. how life goes, actually. <laughs> well... Uh, This has been a pretty cool conversation. If anyone has any questions or concerns for us regarding animal vocalizations, or maybe you want to share your impression with us. Or if you want Cal to make an impression, (laughs) he's totally willing to. I can only do the Hello Monkey once a day. (laughs) My stomach can't take it. I just got to warn you. Um, Don't feel feel free to contact us at podcast (laughs) at gvzoo.com or DM us on our social media. I'm Callum Hughes. And I'm Ashley Isaac. And this has been A A Wild Wild Conversation. conversation.